There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV friends. Thank you for joining me today here on WCN-TV. I am Pastor Mike, co-host with Rob Pugh. An American idiom that you don't hear very often anymore. I was thinking about this today in preparation for my conversation tonight with Rick and Randy and David from the C2K Report. When was the last time you heard someone say, it's time to get your house in order? Now, Sadly, when I hear that today, most often it's within the context of end-of-life issues, and I, I think to myself, how sad, because the Bible instructs us that we are to keep our affairs, to get our affairs and keep our affairs in order, and especially the, fa- the affairs that have bearing on our families, our children our spouse. What would you think if I told you that something has asserted itself as master over you, acting as a little g-god? Our day cries out, friends, for men and women of God to repudiate those who claim to be our master. In fact, they think they're our king. I'm here tonight, and my guests are going to reinforce this We have but one king, and that is King Jesus. So the question becomes, how do we throw off those who desire to control and eventually crush us? It's not just dramatic to to use these words, friends. The subject of our conversation today here on WCN-TV is reclaiming your identity, our identity is God's sons and daughters, but our identity reclaiming that from those who have stolen it from us and are profiting by it. Now, I know that's a mouthful, and some people are, are thinking immediately, what in the world are you talking about, Mike? Well, that's why I've got Rick and Randy and David from the C2K report on with me tonight to explain the process 
give you some words and their definitions and help you understand there is something that every one of us can do to right the wrongs. In fact, I'm willing to say, and Rick, I'm going to come to you first, brother. I'm willing to say that if enough of us will rise up and reclaim and do the things that we should be doing to get our houses in order, we can turn Babylon back. We can actually change the trajectory of this nation. I think many of us that love America, love God, of course, love our freedom and liberty, are very keen to understand how we can get this back. So that's the subject of our conversation today. I welcome Rick. I welcome Randy. I welcome David. And Rick, I'm going to go to you first, brother. Any comments or thoughts on that opening and, and taking it from there? Well, Dr. Mike, I want to thank you for having us on. First of all, uh, C2K Report is honored to to be here. Um, you you said a really interesting thing during your, your opening segment there. You talked about the word, you, you kept mentioning identification or identifying. Uh, we hear that word a lot today. Uh, people identify as all kinds of things in society. Yes. Uh, but what what the C2K report is all about is we we identify as as um, bond servants of one kingdom. We recognize in the C2K report that there are only two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of darkness. There's a kingdom of light. One is controlled uh, through a Babylonian apparatus. The other one is controlled by Hamashiach Christ. Yes. Okay. So we identify with the kingdom of Christ. And what we what we like to teach is how to come out of Babylon, because that really is the crux of the matter, is that all of us at some point have been uh, identified as being part of that Babylonian kingdom through coercion, through trickery, through deceit, and we teach people how to come out of that Babylonian kingdom as the Bible instructs to come out of Babylon. Amen. Amen. Randy Conway, thank you for joining us today, brother. I, I want your opening thoughts, your, your thoughts leading up to this conversation and, and my opening. What, what comes to mind for you? Well, uh, Dr. Mike, thank you as well for, for uh, the risk you took to have uh, – Randy Conway, David Paxson, and Rick Hidalgo with you, and uh, uh, shows how brave a man you are. And uh, <laughs> as I was listening to uh, to uh, my great brother Rick talking about uh, uh, setting up our house, and, and there's only two kingdoms, um, and, and we we drive that try to drive that point home every time we're we're on camera, every time we're we're sharing with anyone. Because that really is the crux of the message. There are only two kingdoms, and you have to choose which kingdom you will align with. Yes. And and you know you're so right in your opening statement. Uh, we have been fooled. We have been hoodwinked. We have been tricked. And by the way, hoodwink is a great Masonic term, and there's a reason I, I identify that because when you get to digging into what's going on uh, in this country, it always leads back to. Uh, uh, a Masonic root over and over and over and over. Um, yes. 
But we have been hoodwinked. We've been fooled. We've been tricked. We've been deceived. And we were warned in the word of God over and over that we were to pay attention or take heed that we're not deceived. Let no man deceive you. And yet we have been deceived. And it's partially our our fault. And partially it is not our fault. Because we put people in place in a government that God ordained and established. uh, And we trusted those people. and They breached a very sacred trust. Mm-hmm. But we should have been paying attention, uh, a closer attention, so that we didn't uh, allow that trust to become breached, so that we didn't allow them to usurp the things they usurped. But because we were deceived, we have an out. Because we were deceived, um, that deception is fraud. And literally, because this nation was God-ordained and the documents, the founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, the, the uh, Northwest Ordinance, and, and uh, those documents that established this nation were God-ordained because they still hold true. Mm-hmm. And because we were deceived, if you look to, to those documents, you find out that fraud vitiates everything, and God has allowed us to discover a way. We didn't actually discover it. It, it was just what what God led Rick to and David to myself to and others before us to learn that fraud vitiates everything and how we can come out from under that fraud and live in truth. Yes. Amen. Amen. And David, I'm coming to you next. Um, Before I do though, I just want to let folks know that the go therefore conference is uh, this July um, 29th and 30th, I believe is the dates. Um, you can go to gothereforeconference.com for those dates, gothereforeconference.com. And the reason I'm mentioning that is that the C2K report crew will be there and they'll be teaching a, an extended block of time on uh, the details that we're just going to sketch out today. An hour is not nearly enough time to go into the the depth of of what we're talking about. But I know that the things that are brought up are going to whet your appetite, (laughs) whet your appetite to learn more. So, David, I'll I'll go to you now and opening thoughts. Uh, Yeah, I I would encourage everyone to come out to that because um, the – the conference will be actually right here where I just joined the pastoral staff at Harvest Revival Center, which means uh, we don't have to close the doors. So we will be here as late as necessary to answer as many questions as we possibly can, even after the conference session is over and we allow people to leave if they wish. We we will be here. I know uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a very exciting time. But I wanted to talk about... Um, Typically, my end of the conversation is being an ambassador for Christ, which means we have an embassy, and it stems back to the law of agency, and we can find that in uh, Black's law book, uh, where the law of agency basically says the agent will act as if he is the principal. So when we're an ambassador for Christ, That means everything we have is an embassy, and that's borne out by Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it also bears out when he says we are in this world, but not of this world. Very similar to, let's say, the United States having an embassy in a foreign land. When you're on that land, you are on United States ground. It's the same thing. 
my house is literally the kingdom of heaven thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven well how does that happen well i am, am an ambassador for christ that means every single piece of property i have from this pen to my glasses to my land to my car belongs to yeshua hamashiach it is his and when you are dealing with it you are dealing with the embassy the kingdom of god and when i speak it is as if the principal is speaking which means he has given us all power and authority through him it was given to him and he gave it to us that's the agent and the principal so when i'm talking it's just like jesus christ himself is talking yes amen amen and when we're talking uh, our house friends let's let's uh, define this even further um we are all called out ones. We are all part of the body of Christ. We are all part of the ecclesia. Let's, let's, and I've said this for the last several weeks at uh, the fellowship that I'm blessed to, to pastor. I've begun to use different words. I'm, I'm changing my vocabulary. I'm, I'm deliberately using certain words instead of other words because of the meaning um, and one of those is ecclesia. I, I am I am making a, an effort not to use the word church. It has a specific meaning, but I've got to tell you something, friends. It's alien to the scriptures. The word is ecclesia, ecclesia, and that means something. That means that we are called out of, in this case, the Babylonian system that has a death grip on. America. So, Rick, I'm coming back to you now, brother. Um, the ecclesia, we are we we don't just gather together meeting with other people, and that's the ecclesia. We are actually an ecclesia in our family. Our house is an ecclesia, and it's time that we we function that way. We have infrastructure in place to to organize and to to relate to the environment we find ourselves in. Rick, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Pastor Mike, it's the it's the macro, it's the micro. Uh, it it all it all looks the same. It's an apparatus of government, is what it is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Just like the government that was founded at the foundation of the world, uh, that's talked about in Colossians, that's talked about in the Book of Genesis, it's talked about all over the scriptures. Um, it, we we are enjoined with that government. David uh, talked about us becoming ambassadors. Well, <clears throat> as new creatures, we're not just ambassadors, but we're also given an assignment, and that is to be ministers of reconciliation. And the only way to reconcile is to be involved in Yahuwah's government, God's government. He He created that government, and all we're doing is building many uh, ecclesias, ecclesias, uh, within within uh, the apparatus that we have control of. As a father, I have I have control over uh, my family. As as sons, uh, they they'll have control over their families. Uh, you know, these are the apparatuses that we've been given to work with, and they're the basic building blocks, the living stones that once they're used and built one upon another become a body, become a structure. And that is exactly um, what you're talking about, Dr. Mike, where we're, we're teaching people not just to, to be uh, the ecclesia we've always known about, 
but the ecclesia that is is less known about too the we 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 build our our self-governing apparatus in such a way to where it's counter to babylon and it actually has effect uh, on babylon uh maybe we can get into that too yes absolutely brandy um coming to you and i'd like you to introduce the the subject the topic of authentication what what is authentication and how does that tie into what uh, brother rick was talking about in establishing our ecclesia and then then more broadly from there um ecclesias across this land sure well authentication by its very term i mean defined as authentic rather than fake it's the antithesis of artificial it is the authentic and as rick was talking about uh, uh you know the governing apparatus and you introduced the 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 fact that you're using different terms and you want to say, you know, ecclesia uh, rather than church, I tend to use the term ecclesia rather than ecclesia because ecclesia is not only a called out assembly. If you look into the uh, the ancient definition of it, you're going to find that it is also government. And somewhere along the way, the called out assembly turned over that that part of the church of governing of being a government uh to the babylonian system so uh we have we have grown into this mindset that separation of church and state which never ever existed still doesn't but people have adopted it mm-hmm. and uh oh how how what an artificial thing that is it's very very artificial authentication is the same way authentication is looking at me or my child, or my wife, or you, or Rick, or David, um, because this system doesn't recognize you for who God made you and who you are and what you are. They have created an organization, a fiction, something that's not real. They've created a fiction, and they can only deal with that fiction because of the fact that that the governing body in Washington, D.C. Is a, is a corporation, and we could get into statutes and codes and prove that all day long, we won't take the time for that, but because they can't deal with you as a man, they they created a fiction. Well, the process of authentication is taking back who you are. It's just like Rick said, we're new creatures in Christ, and he's made us a new man. Well, we're going to take back, and, and literally, it's another form of, I'm going to be a new creature, literally not in a spiritual sense, but right here living on the land in a real sense. I am the authentic person, the authentic son of God. And I don't like to use the word person. There's a whole lot of things involved with that. I'm the real man. I'm what God created. I'm the real man. And the process of authentication is recognized by this system in many, many ways. And we can't even hope to establish our house. We can't hope to bring an, an ecclesia together, an ecclesia together that will have any kind of power, any kind of authority, any kind of influence, if it's fiction. But when we become authentic and we come together in that call that assembly, uh, now we got the real deal, brother. And we have recognition and, and status and standing and jurisdiction. And it's all about status, standing and jurisdiction, title, use and interest. Those are terms we throw around on the C2K report all the time. And we have thrown around the word 
ecclesia so much uh, that we don't even realize how many people use it. Today's uh, Babylonian courts, which are horrid. In fact, I just learned uh, in the last few days, some of those horrid judges, there's been 3,100 of them, of them arrested in the last year uh, mm-hmm. trying to clean that system up. But did you know our courts are ecclesiastic courts? A lot of things are ecclesiastic, but that doesn't mean they are the ecclesia. It doesn't mean they are the ecclesia. And we look like people walking around this land and buying and selling and trading and doing commerce and getting married and given in marriage and all those things that the Bible describes that happened before the flood. And yet all of us are fictions in the eyes of those who rule over us. And authentication is a very simple process of being recognized, changing your status, standing in jurisdiction to say, I am a man created in the image of God. I am a living soul. And the breath of God was breathed into me the same as it was Adam. And I stand under his authority, under his uh, lordship, under the law of agency, as David said, because uh, he commissioned me to do that. And by the process of authentication, I can make the kingdom of darkness, both in a spiritual sense within the unseen realm and in the physical sense, within those those uh, fictions that, that pretend to be government, they all recognize my status standing in jurisdiction through the reconciliation of Jesus Christ and the power of authentication. Amen. Amen, Randy. Thank you for that. David, I'm coming to see you next, but before... For that, I, I want to point out in the scriptures, and this is a, a beautiful illustration example of what we've been talking about so far. But the church, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Um, friends, we read through the Bible so many times and we miss the obvious. What is clearly in front of our eyes, what it's telling us about how we should be operating as the ecclesia or the ecclesia. 1 Corinthians 6, starting at verse 1, when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? What is that telling us right off the bat, friends? We don't go to the to the Babylonian court system, which, by the way, here's how you need to start thinking about this. Anytime you talk about court, and I don't care at what level it is, just think bank. Just think bank. And I know that's a foreign concept to most people, but but just think bank because they're all about making money. Clandestinely, well, I won't go there. Or do you not know, verse two, that the saints will judge the world? Now he's talking about our future, friends. And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? What's wrong with you, Paul is saying? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? Now, verse four has a very important word. Grandy already mentioned it. So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have what? No standing. In the word there, in the King James, it's church, but it's ecclesia. Those who have no standing in the ecclesia, you're allowing them to decide matters? I say this to your shame. 
Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? Now, you can read on for yourselves there, friends, but that's just one of dozens of examples and illustrations from the scriptures that tells us how we are to be ordering our house, our ecclesia, and then beyond that, the ecclesias that we belong to as brothers and sisters that we gather together in on a regular basis. David, this ties in very nicely with what you had to say about us being ambassadors. We are ambassadors because we work and serve for a king. Amen. Amen. Um, I also want to point out a couple things. Uh, Etymology is one of my uh, favorite pastimes. And the word church is actually derived from cirque, which is where we get circus. And they considered the early church a circus, uh, which is why they called us that. And we just kind of adopted it. Uh, Ecclesia is definitely 100% better. Um, I wanted to add to this. This started from a long time ago. The reason we call it Babylon is because it's an entire Babylonian system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to get into too many details now, but 666, it's a hexagonal system. And that is a numerical system that Babylon used. Uh, You know, like Nebuchadnezzar, he had, you know, this the uh, statue was 60 cubits high, etc. That's why we got 360 degrees in a circle. That's why we got uh, everything is, um, that's an ancient Babylon system. And people will love that ancient Babylon system of 660 and 6. Um, but it stops, stirs back even to Nimrod. Nimrod, it said, became, uh, a, it's a gibberim, which is a mighty man, but it's a mighty hunter, it says. Um, Nimrod became a mighty hunter before the Lord, which is hardly translated correctly. He's in the plains of Shinar, and that's where Babel was. And the whole system was basically Nimrod was a hunter of men in the face of the Lord. In other words, he was going and somehow in his, when he reads, if you read Jubilee, as he talks about him finding the scrolls and whatnot, he became the Gibberim, which is akin to the, uh, the giants uh, that were before the flood. And the, the angels were looking in and saying, how did he do that? Because he was a man and he became a gibberim. So it, that's because he found all the writings, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. Being a, a mighty hunter in the face of the Lord, he was literally stealing the souls of men yes. and sticking it to God is literally what it says. And we have that same system today. Little by little, in our particular country that we live in, the United States of America, originally, the um, little by little, they would hunt and steal the hearts of men. They made churches become 501c3s and turned them into corporations, okay, so they can take that. Little by little, they created the welfare system because it's, it's the ecclesia's responsibility to take care of the widows and the orphans. Little by little, they took away all the rules and regulations, one after another after another, and made you ask them for permission. It's the same old story. It's Babylon and Nimrod all over again. Yes. Yep. Amen. Rick, I'm coming back to you now, brother. Um, I just want to make sure that people are tracking with us out there. Um, and and anyone that has, thank you for answering Harry's question, by the way. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um so Randy defined, described, and gave some, some context to uh, authentication. 
um, David had previously and then now get given a reason for it. But I'd like for you to address that that question. Why do we need to authenticate, first of all? Randy's explained that because our identity has been stolen, but what else would benefit, how else would we benefit by authenticating our identity and, and really um, taking back ownership of that? That's what authentication does. So could you explain that for those that have joined us? Sure, Pastor Mike. Um, <clears throat> you know, what we have to realize, first of all, is that the method by which Babylon gained uh, the ownership or administration over our uh, ability to do uh, commerce, our ability to do pretty much anything, the, the way that they put us in a box and govern us is simply through registration. Registration was the, was the act uh, in which we handed over administration. Administration literally, excuse me, registration literally means handing over administration. That's exactly what it is. When you register something into a system, you're handing over administration. You're agreeing to certain um, terms and conditions that you're going to follow in order to be part of that system. So what we have to realize is through, through a form of trickery, when we registered, when, we were, when our birth was registered, uh, we were handing over administration over our, our biological property. And uh, the presumption is always within Babylon because Babylon, Babylon is a presumptive uh, entity. They presume everything. It doesn't even have to be shrouded in fact. In fact, most of the time it's shrouded in fiction. Just listen to the news or the fake yeah. news, as I yeah. call it. But um, so, so that registration process is what actually created um, uh, an, an artificial entity, if you will. Uh, let's call it a let's call it an overlay over the top of of, of who you know who you think you are. And, and that is the controlling apparatus uh, th that Babylon uses in order to, to govern over you. So when you authenticate, what you're doing is you're deregistering. You're literally uh, destroying the public deed. That doesn't mean that any contracts you may be involved in go away. You still get your social security checks. You still get your pensions. You still get all the things that you're involved in, but it literally deregisters you from uh, their control mechanism. Okay, because Babylon's all about control. So, so when you become deregistered, now you are the holder of that document, and that that enables you to begin to choose what kingdom you're going to tether yourself to you could get authenticated and continue to tether yourself to babylon i don't know why you do that right. but you can right. uh, but but it, it is also uh, possible to tether yourself to the kingdom of of christ and that's that's what we are talking about on our c2k reports is uh literally instructing people how to do that and it's super simple dr mike Yes, 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 it is. And Can I add something real quick? 
Yes, please. Uh, we, we, we talk about, uh, we use the word authenticate uh, all the time. We, we, we kind of know what that means, but I just want to make it clear for those who are like new to this whole concept. It's real simple. We get, uh, we get an authentic copy of your birth certificate, which is a title deed, and then you send it to your state. They say, yes, it's authentic. We send it to the feds. They say it's authentic. Now we are authenticated and we actually owe the title to ourselves. Brief story. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, David. Uh, Randy, I want to come to you. Rick brought up something that that um, I think needs a little bit more um, uh, context, because when we're talking about birth certificates, um, that gets, well, put it this way. Um, there, there are certain words on the birth certificate that are, that are uh, pun intended, pregnant with meaning, pregnant with meaning. <laughs> one of them is, like one of them is informant, which is, which is your mother. Now she didn't know what that meant. It has a special meaning in Babylon, but but Rick touched on something that I hope that you'll you'll follow up on here. Um, Rick said, "You agree when you register something. So think, take your birth certificate when that is registered. You're agreeing whether you know it or not to the terms and conditions. And I'm telling you right now, you weren't aware of it. Neither were your parents." because those terms and conditions were not disclosed. Now, that makes that a fraudulent contract. And it requires, it's our responsibility, not just our right, but our responsibility as men and women of God, that when we find this out, we do something about it. So, Randy, could you follow up a little bit about that and 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 contracts and 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 the requirement that information is divulged at the point of of contracting and Babylon never does that do they yeah uh full disclosure every time right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um yeah it there was no disclosure when when uh, you were born and your mother signed as the informant and they created this bond. It's written on bond paper and it's a financial instrument. There was no uh, uh, securities and exchange commission agent there to tell you, give the, you the prospectus on this bond or the rate of return on that bond. There was no you know attorney present to uh, give you the terms and conditions of the contract. So you're right. It was all done in fraud. And uh, they actually uh, uh, created a vessel, if you would, by that contract. And you are the, you are the vessel and you don't own that vessel because uh, it actually has a vessel number. I mean, every ship has a number on it and they, they put a, they assigned a number to it. And if you look on that first certificate, that bond instrument, You'll see there's two dates on it. There's the date that you were born and there's a date that you were registered and it was totally done in fraud. And as I said in an earlier statement, the, the, the out to that is that fraud vitiates everything. Mm -hmm. And I love the verse that you read from the scripture um, about going into court because what they did, here's what the fraud did. Here's what the informant, you know, Betty and Benedict Arnold who signed that, 
that uh, birth certificate and handed over the vessel to the corporation, you know, they, they uh, and, and you said it appropriately, uh, my mother signed as an informant thinking she was doing the right thing, what she was supposed to do as, yeah. as a, you know, as a good citizen. And, and you talked about, uh, David talked about uh, etymology and you talked about uh, using different words. Citizen is, is not a good thing to be, although we grew up taking citizenship thinking this is how we're supposed to act. So our mother acted appropriately, she thought. She signed that document. And what she did, she put us under, once we're registered, put us under codes and statutes and, and regulations that live men living on the land were never intended to be under. Those codes and statutes are for commercial use and to keep uh, those who are in elected uh, positions functioning and operating appropriately. It, they were never, ever, ever attended for us. Be and the reason I say that is because within those codes, there is no remedy at all for you within those codes and statutes. The remedy exists in the word of God and in the Constitution of the United States, the Declaration of Independence, even within your your individual uh, uh, state constitutions. Um, and what they did, it was literally a coercive uh, maneuver on the part of Babylon to get your mother to sign as the informant. And she thought she was doing the right thing. And they put us under in a, in a form of debt slavery at that point. And believe it or not, the USC code, we're not supposed to be under it. But if you learn it, you know that it you can apply it back to those who are under it. And that's the uh, the uh, government employees and elected officials because uh, U.S. Code 1583, 84, and 85, uh, 18 U.S.C. 1583, 84, and 85 says that coercive slavery under duress is a felony. So when they registered us, and made us those debt slaves without our knowledge, without proper disclosure. Our mother's under duress. I mean, when you just had a baby, are you under duress at that point in time? It's a felony. They committed a felony every time they do that. Yep, absolutely. So, and 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 David, I, um, you 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 deal with stocks and stuff. You like that that whole thing. You've got a mind for that. But here's the thing. If you're going to deal in securities, which is what all this bonding going on is, aren't you supposed to be licensed to do that? <laughs> yeah, and here we go again. You're supposed to have a license, but you know they do it. If if you're um, you know driving a tractor trailer down the road, you're supposed to have a license, but you know do you? Uh, that's the real question, and it's not really going to affect everything. If no one stops you and says, Hey, you can't do that. Then they just keep doing it. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. um, it's a presumption that they do. And we don't say, Hey, you can't do that. So they just keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so David, um, when we're talking about, let's, let's build on what um, Rick and Randy has, has already revealed to us when we're talking about, and, and well, here's a statement that, that will help illustrate this for people, I think. Government uh, uh, releases information constantly, the federal government. And 
they'll they'll release information about the quote unquote national debt. Mm. Well, first of all, if they wanted that debt, if they wanted to balance the books, they could do that in oh a couple of weeks if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to take it there, but what I do want to to point out is that they make comments like this all the time. Well, now the national per capita debt is, you know, whatever it is. And it's and it's gone up exponentially because of these weasels in in the cesspool that is DC and the trillions of dollars that they're just, you know, whatever. And so now I, I don't know, let's just use a figure, for example. The the per capita national debt is now uh two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per mm-hmm. man, woman, and child. Mm-hmm. Look, they they make statements like that all the time, and people say, "Well, I don't know that. I don't. I, I don't know that. How how do I owe that?" It's like, well, actually, in their system, you do, because you're the debt instrument. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that a little bit. Well, it's uh, can I jump in? Can I jump in before David answers yes, that? Please right go. Quick? Yes, Randy. Like, you know, because that is so interesting what you just what you just brought out, and tying that back to the verse you read about why are we going to court? Uh, and David, may I, I hope I'm not stealing your your thunder. What you wanted to bring out, David, but our court system literally writes bonds every day to the tune of I've heard two two different uh, amounts, but I'm going to use the, the lesser of the two uh, of four trillion dollars a month. Everything they do, every time they bring you in, they write a bond. Whether it's a traffic ticket, they impound your car. It's a six thousand dollar bond. It doesn't matter what it is. Four trillion dollars a day. I mean, a a month in bonds. There's plenty of money to pay off the national debt yes. right there. And we could go in. We could run down that rabbit hole deep, long and wide. Sure. Yes. Sorry, David. Go ahead. Okay. Even even Trump said that. People are like, what are you talking about? He, he clearly said, hey, listen, when I get this straightened out, every man, woman, and child in America will be a millionaire. And Amen. we're like, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it's actually true. Um, here's the deal. It, it's kind of living in a bizarro world. It's not really a debt. We are actually creditors, be, and that's, that's a whole other show in itself. We're, we're creditors in what's called like a SESTA QV account, or if it's my wife, it's a QVC account. Um, <laughs> legacy account that our money using us as collateral. So we're technically creditors. And when we pull ourselves out of the system and actually decreases the national debt, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a reverse thing. It's hard to wrap your head around unless you like sell options. Like I do. It's like, what do you mean you sell them first? And what do you mean they go down? Anyway. Um, so just think it's it's literally the opposite of what they're telling you. You don't owe the money. Yeah. yeah they owe that, the money to you. That's that's right. So Rick, back to you. That's that's what I, I was hoping that you'd bring that up because what we're talking about here, friends, is so opposite of how we have been programmed to believe things actually operate. It's just how many times. I'm going to date myself here. Back when I had television, I don't, haven't had it for years. But back when I had television, I remember an episode of Seinfeld. And George Costanza stumbled upon a a principle. He said, 
I think it would work out better in my life if I just started doing exactly the opposite of what I think I should do. I'll do the opposite. <laughs> Summer of George. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and sure enough, things started, things started working out very well for him when he thought the opposite of what he'd been trained to think. Well, it reminds me of the situation, Rick, that we're in today. We have been programmed as Americans to believe a certain thing about the federal government, a certain thing about the state governments, even at our county levels. We've been programmed to believe a certain thing about the court system, about finance, and uh, most of it's wrong, isn't it? It is. And the worst of it is, Dr. Mike, is we've been programmed to separate the ecclesia over here into this little box to where uh, Ecclesia infrastructure looks like choir robes, pews, mm-hmm. and carpet in the church. Good point. Okay, uh, but that's actually not true. Right. Uh, the Ecclesia, enough. Look, Babylon literally has taken all infrastructure over. There is no infrastructure to the Ecclesia, and uh, Doctor Mike, after all that we've heard here today. If if I'm going to boil this down to a point to to really attempt to make an impression on everybody's heart, I'm going to say it this way. What what we ought to be doing is making everything about the kingdom of God. Everything about the kingdom of God and Amen. and abandoning Amen. Babylon and abandoning all of, of Babylon's infrastructure and creating our own because yeah. that that really is the crux of this matter we could talk about no disclosure we could talk about trickery we could talk about deceit all day long but the fact is they have the wedding signature you know they they they're the one they they've got that in, in their in, in their file somewhere uh and so we we got into the contract uh just like just like the um uh the the nation of Israel did in Egypt we we got into that contract just like they did out of deceit out of trickery but yet we got into it and now we've got to uh, uh properly uh unregister ourselves come out of babylon and start to build the ecclesia from the bottom up uh, one house at a time, then then as the as dip, as more and more houses in the community come come together and build their own self governing apparatus, each house is presented um, in in a in a in a local situation, and then it goes out from Judea to Samaria to the uttermost part of the world. Yes, Amen, Amen. And this is friends. I'm- I want you to understand something because this is something that I've been really chewing on a lot for the last couple of months. This isn't just about individual families. When we talk about the the ecclesia, the ecclesia, this isn't just about the husband, wife, their children, grown or still minor. It doesn't matter. We're all part of this process. But I think that it's high time for the the ecclesia, the body of Christ the local assemblies of called out believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's time for these local assemblies to begin thinking along the lines of how do we 
disconnect ourselves completely from this Babylonian system. So, um, Randy, I'll throw it back to you in, in just a moment, but, but, but I want to say this, just because you may have joined us today, and, and again, I'm talking with Rick, Randy, and David from the C2K Report, c2kreport.com. Tons of information there. Look them up on Rumble um, as well, YouTube. They're there. You want to get up to speed in a hurry on this information, go to those, um, those places and look for C2K Report. Watch their videos. They're putting them out constantly. Very valuable information. But, but Randy... It's not too late for those assemblies who are waking up to the fact that this, this, this cesspool that we find ourselves in, we need to disconnect from it. And that doesn't mean we're disconnecting from the mission to rescue the perishing. Don't mishear me, friends. I'm not talking about circling the wagons or digging a hole and covering ourselves up and just let, you know, let it play out. That, that's the opposite of what I'm talking about. But what I am saying is this, there's going to come a day when the payment is due for all those assemblies that are 501c3s, that day is rapidly approaching. Because let me tell you something, the government will look at you as their servant. They have turned this thing on its head to now where they look at the 501c3 and they say, well, we're giving you permission to exist. Permission to exist. That is completely opposite of the original intention, and we've allowed it to happen. So, Randy, people need to extract themselves from that whole mess of 501c3, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, what you just described, and I appreciate uh, what you just said and what Rick said and bringing it back to this clash of two kingdoms, and that's actually what C2K in the C2K report represent as the clash of two kingdoms. And as you described we need to come out from under this 501c3. If, As we have set, spent in this short time together here talking about uh, the way deception is used and extortion and fraud and racketeering, and that's the way this system functions. And it makes me think of the description of Satan in the, in the scripture that says he's, he has come to kill, to steal, and destroy, and they have come to extort fraud and racketeer through, through deception, who is the father of lies and what is deception but a lie? Why do we want to be uh, tethered to that? And, and you also mentioned uh, um, in regards to, I'll word it a little differently, they're going to give you, if you, they own you, they're going to give you certain privileges. They're going to give that 501c3 church certain privileges, but whatever they give you, they can take away. Whatever they create, they control. And they created the 501c3 status and what they create, they control. They, it's just privileges where God ordained a, a republic here and a government here that uh, doesn't have privileges. It has rights that are unalienable. And yes. what does our, uh, our founding document says? It is uh, self-evident that those were given to us by God. And Rick mentioned, uh, you know, um, one house at a time. And we say often, uh, and quoting a, a book by Jim Pugh, God is government. God is not going to jump over your house to go fix the White House. We've got to, to take Amen. one house at a time and fix our own house uh, and one house at a time and establish our, ourselves under the true word of God. And if Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy, God came to give us life or Jesus Christ, uh, 
Uh, Yeshua came to give us life and give it to us in abundance. And if you want to have an abundant church, if you want to have a thriving church, if you want to have a church that bringing people to the level ground at the foot of the cross and government was supposed to be equal footing, the only place you're going to find equal footing is at the foot of the cross. We've got to get back there and cut our ties with this uh, lying, killing, stealing, destroying Babylonian system and uh, tether ourselves to the living God. Amen. 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 David, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, that's that's real good. A lot of people will think, oh, goodness gracious, I shall lose my tax-exempt status if I lose my 501c3. Uh, false. We can actually show you how ministry is a ministry, regardless of your 501c3 status and uh, all the, uh, sorry, the taxes don't apply, Babylon. Uh, in King James, it is actually uh, uppeth thine, pink, uh, Babylon. So... <laughs> We just go on from there and, you know, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but we take, we take the violent, we take it back by violence. And that's what he says. And he says, uh, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and occupy until I come back, which means, uh, stop making excuses, church. Let's get this done and do what Jesus has called us to do. Yeah. Yeah. If the only reason you are in favor of 501c3 is so that you can claim your contributions on your tax return. You're, you're wrong on about a half a dozen places before we even get to this conversation. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, think about it. The Clinton Foundation's a 501c3. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you guys about this off air. I got a theory <laughs> about that, that whole cabal. But anyway, um, Rick, um, you guys are going, again, I mentioned earlier, you guys are going to be at the Go Therefore conference in uh, Brookville at Harvest Revival Center. Pastor Neil Peterson is going to be there. Um, he pastors that church. He'll be there. And, and by the way, um, Pastor Neil has taken it to heart. I want to give him kudos for doing this. Uh, he's taken it to heart to, to actually run for governor of Ohio and the thing I like about, about Pastor Neil's approach is he hasn't changed anything about who he is. He's he's not picking up the the political you know double talk and 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 the the code words and all. he he's just out there telling hey if we want to we want to experience revival if we actually want to see God conquer then we got to rise up as His people and do something about this. So so his message is spot on. And and I applaud him for doing that. Um, but Rick, you guys are going to have uh, when when you come to uh, Ohio in July, you guys are going to have all kinds of information, um, documents for this. This is going to be a hands-on thing. We're not just talking in concepts and principles. You're actually going to show them this is this is what it looks like. Here's the form that you would use to do this. You guys are prepared to do that. Uh, yes, uh, Pastor Mike, we are definitely prepared to do that. And we actually, we kind of covet the challenge because it's, it's it's a challenge to show people something new that's outside of the box. Yeah. Uh, you know, because let, let's face it, um, Babylon gave us a tiny little box as the Ecclesia. Mm-hmm. And they said, as long as you operate inside this tiny little box and you do, you do your little visitations and you do your sermons and you, you stay in your building and you do your little prayer services and and you you can sing some songs and 
you can you can buy carpet and you can even uh argue about who's who's going to get paid the most and all that kind of stuff. So you you could do all that stuff you, in that box you're good but if you try to do anything out here if you try to talk about politics if you try to do anything out here we are going to come hard against you well we don't like that box so the C2K report is going to bring uh some box cutters and we're going to break that thing up in a million pieces and so if you're if you're ready to hear some stuff you've never heard before um and maybe even experience some weird things cuz we're bringing David so it's going to get weird <laughs> we have a bonfire prepared out in the back too so yeah that's that's exactly right and listen friends um Babylon's been attacking us for decades and decades and decades. The, the, um, hopefully this isn't news to you, but I mean, we can go back to into the 50s and the 60s. Certainly, I, I'm old enough to remember when I was in school, we actually started our day with prayer. We actually had Bible reading in school. Yes, I'm that old. Well, guess wow. what? That, that was removed. <laughs> that was removed. Prayer from the schools in 1962 the Bibles were removed from the schools in 63. I remember when that happened, friends. So the attack on the Ecclesia, on the kingdom of God, has been ongoing for decades. So I know you guys got a good chuckle out of that, but Randy, you ain't fooling nobody because you remember it too. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, for guys, sure. I appreciate you joining me today on uh, WCN-TV Friends, go out to uh, c2kreport.com. Um, there are, they have a document library out there that you can check. They've got documents populated in there that give you an understanding. Um, if you want to reach out to these guys through the C2K Report, it's info at c2kreport.com, info at c2kreport.com. And I know these guys personally, they're dear friends. They will help you. They will help you understand this. So thanks for joining us today, friends. That's all we have for this episode of WCN-TV. We will see you next week. God bless you. 